Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to welcome you in. Good morning. It has been beating me over the head the way this race ended. And I got, <laughs> I got, a, me- I got a message from him on Monday where he's invoking the name of Wendell Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go ahead, Sam, for people, again, who don't know, and, and, and Dustin, I know, knows what you're talking well, he about. He knows what you're talking about. He, Wendell Scott went home and found out that he won the race the next day. <laughs> so so this is what happened last week. Let's begin at the end, shall we? W- w- I mean, w- what's your take on what happened at the end of the race, you know, last week at, at Pocono? Uh, two disqualifications for the first time since 1960. A winner gets DQ'd. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously it's not something you expect, something that hasn't happened in 62 years. Uh, basically, the NASCAR inspection process, the top two finishers go through a rigorous uh, inspection process that includes a teardown while uh, cars like third through fifth and maybe some other cars go through, they go through some of the process of the inspection, but certainly they don't go through as rigorous and part of the reason for that is because if they tore down every car like they tore down first and second, uh, as NASCAR said, they would probably be there for the next couple of days. So it's kind of a, you know, again, you don't expect something like this to happen or don't anticipate it. Um, but, yeah, it was a case of where it was essentially what Joe Gibbs Racing said was a, a, a piece of tape, uh, you know, five and a half inches long, a couple inches wide. And, and a thickness of, I think, 12 thousandths of an inch that was on uh, a couple portions of the front, the front of, of the car uh, and the lower nose section on the left front and right front. Um, and that was something that was under the wrap of the car. And, and understand that, you know, years ago, these cars used to be painted. Now it's wraps that are put over the car, the sponsor logos, the numbers, and, and the things like that. And so... Uh, it was something that was found post-race inspection. Obviously, the next question is, why wasn't this found before the race? Yeah. To find that before the race, this particular infraction, you'd have to you'd have to take the wrap that portion of the wrap off and inspect that area, and then the team would have to put the the wrap you know have to repair it. So you know, I guess in theory, if a team wanted to do the same thing, um, they could just do it while they're repairing it. You know, <laughs> so what was the point of the inspection in that case? You know, now, now for Joe Gibbs Racing's uh, part, you know, they put out a statement said it was it was a mistake in, in their process, uh, and it's uh, it was an oversight, and uh, it's something that has been uh, fixed and won't happen again. So, um, so that's I mean, in essence, that's what happened, and it's just uh, unfortunate circumstances. But at the end of the day, it gives uh, Chase Elliott the win, and you know, it's his fifth straight top two finish, three wins. And his hot streak continues. And, and uh, you know, talking with Denny Hamlin this week uh, here in Indianapolis, since, uh, you know, he would cross the finish line first and gone through the victory lane celebrations, 
I asked him, I said, well, what's going to happen to the trophy? And Denny said that he did bring it up here to Indianapolis and that would give it to Chase and make sure that Chase got it this weekend. So Chase Elliott will get the Pocono trophy uh, for his win a week late. Dustin Long from NBC joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 thegamecom out there covering the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. All right, two questions pop up. I'll, I'll get to the, the, the trophy ceremony, or lack thereof, in a minute. But you brought up the sponsors, and this is something you may not be able to answer this, but when all this happened the way it did and the dust settled, my first question, my first thought was NASCAR drivers, the cars themselves, they are walking billboards. Does the sport itself do something to appease all of those sponsors who didn't get a chance to put their name in front of the camera that, you know, if Chase were there winning? But, you know, Chase is going to get the trophy, but they didn't get their, their moment in the sun. I'm wondering if that's something you think rubs them the wrong way and is there something to, 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 to do something about that? And then also, um, Chase, we know at the end of races – you know, all these drivers, when they win, they put on their various hats. In other words, all the stuff that happens after the race yep. to appease the, the, the sponsors is some way, shape, or fashion going to be worked out and, and, and make these guys happy, or is it just something kind of the price of doing business? You know, I haven't talked to anybody at Hendrick Motorsports and part of that, but what I would say is in this world now of Photoshopping, and a lot of these teams kind of have their own photo studios or digital studios that, you know, I'm, I'm guessing there might be a way to get like Pocono Raceway to shoot an empty shot of, of, of victory lane and then put that on a superimpose that on the background, just like you could superimpose anything on a background of a zoom of, of your zooms when you're doing meetings like that or something like that. And then you could always put uh, the car and the crew in front of that background and 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 then you could shoot the the photos with the various hats and still provide that for the sponsors and again some of you know some of these studios that these teams have i mean you know they have the race shops uh to work on the cars and put the cars together and 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 places for the crew members to work and things like that but because of it's so important to get the digital message out and photos and, and some videos and things like that, that they, some of them have their own uh, little digital studios, or there's certainly access to some of those places like that in the Charlotte area. So my assumption, and again, I haven't talked to anybody at Hendrick Motorsports, is that if they wanted to do something like that, that that, that would be viable for them for sure. Wow. Well, spending time on the waitfor.com outline with Dustin Long, NBC. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Dustin Long, all lowercase, at Dustin Long. Um, today we're at Indy and, uh, we're running another road, uh, course, course event. Um, thoughts about that layout there. And, uh, you of course, and the fact that this weekend has been a, a, a two league weekend with NASCAR and IndyCar. What is that? What's the atmosphere been like? Yeah. I mean, it's been a, a really fun atmosphere. It's a, as you say, unique with uh, NASCAR and IndyCar here together. Uh, yesterday you had the IndyCar race. Um, and that was won by Alexander Rossi, his first win in, in like three years or so. Uh, and then yesterday, following that race, you had the Xfinity race. AJ Allmendinger wins that race, and uh, and, and again, Allmendinger won this uh, the Cup race at Indianapolis on the road course last year. After the battle between Chase Briscoe and Denny Hamlin led to Chase Briscoe punting Denny Hamlin out of the lead, you know, on the next to last lap, and then. Chase Briscoe having to serve a penalty for missing a corner earlier, and it opened the door for A.J. Allmendinger in a wild finish uh, at last year. So 
Uh, I don't know if it'll be as wild this year, but who knows, man, if it can top last year, you certainly don't want to miss it on NBC uh, this afternoon at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a fascinating race with the you know, the 2.4-mile course and uh, that weaves through the uh, the Indianapolis infield and, and goes the opposite direction on the oval. Um, and, uh, you know, like it's, uh, you know, you, I think it's, you've got an interesting front row with Tyler Reddick on the front row. That's a guy that's made news lately uh, with the announcement that he's going to join 2311 Racing, not next year, but in 2024, and uh, be a teammate of uh, Bubba Wallace, uh, and we'll see if he's going to be a teammate of Kurt Busch and what Kurt Busch's status is. Uh, you know, he's got a contract through next season. Now, obviously, Kurt Busch isn't racing this weekend. Uh, this will be his second race that he's missed because of concussion-like symptoms after a crash at Pocono. And so uh, Ty Gibbs, the 19-year-old grandson of Joe Gibbs, will be in the car again. And Ty finished 16th last week, a really good debut, uh, debut for the Cup Series for him and and got a lot of attention and, and, and just how well he raced and how smartly he raced. And it was really interesting because during the race at one point, during a caution, um, Kyle Larson, you know, the reigning Cup champions on the radio with his crew chief going, hey, how's Ty Gibbs doing today? And, I mean, you think about that, and I, I talked with Chase Elliott earlier this week, and I asked Chase what he thought about, about Ty Gibbs, and he says, you know, after I got out of the car and met up with my dad, and, we, and uh, you know, I was like, I asked my dad, how did Ty Gibbs do today? So, I mean, you have former, you know, cup champions asking about this 19-year-old kid um, who's really done some fantastic things in the Xfinity Series, and this is another opportunity to see him race with the cup guys uh, today. As we sit here on Kyle Larson's 30th birthday, talking to Dustin Long from NBC, yep. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. By the way, it wasn't lost on me, that smooth little plug you, you shot in there. That was good. right? Well, he was giving his little answer there. He threw, <laughs> threw in today's plug and start time and all that sort of stuff. But why the change from the Brickyard to this road course? Uh, it was such a unique race in and of itself, the Brickyard and those guys racing there on the Indy track. But why, 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 this, um, why this change? Well, you know, I, I, look, I, you know, I was here in 1994 for the first, for the inaugural Brickyard race. You went to the first one? An amazing. I was at the first one. Wow. So it was a, it was an amazing experience. You know, one of the things back then is, you know, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was the Indianapolis 500 only. And there was certainly a lot of excitement to see NASCAR on the big track. But there also was a lot of resentment from the, you know, old guard community or those who were used to seeing the Indianapolis 500 and the track being used once, once a year for the month of May. Uh, you know, and I think was it when they did when they did a tire test? What was it? 1992. They had 50,000 people show up for a tire test with nine cars. I think is what it was, and that was kind that. of yeah. the final sign of like, hey, they need to run here. Now, one of the things that was interesting about uh, Indianapolis in 1994 for that inaugural uh, Cup race is that. They didn't sell infield seating, infield tickets, because they didn't want that event to have a larger crowd than the Indianapolis 500. And so through the years, it had some very large crowds, but also, you know, there's a challenge. This is a, this track's more conducive to the Indy cars than the stock cars. It maybe at times creates, uh, you know, single lane racing and single file racing. And, and, and some, for some fans, that's not always the most exciting thing. And so as the years went on, the excitement waned. And then you go back to, I think, 2008 when there was the tire issue 
and basically there was, you know, they couldn't run more than 10 to 12 laps without a tire issue. So they're having to call cautions all the time. And that really kind of uh, left a bad taste uh, for a lot of people. And so NASCAR in Indianapolis looked at it. was like, look, they've, they've got this road course. Let's just go put them on the road course. Let's do something different. And by doing it on the road course, it allowed them to have this doubleheader weekend with the, the Indy cars and kind of present something uh, a little different and kind of uh, give give race fans here in central Indiana, uh, you know, a little bit more bang for the buck type of thing. So obviously a lot of, you know, some of the cup drivers don't like it because they say, look, Indianapolis is the oval. They want to win on the oval. They want to win on the same course that Mario Andretti won, AJ Foyt won, Rick Mears won and, and others through the years. So, um, you know, there are some that, that would like to see a return now. I know the track uh, president Doug Bowles said the other day that they're going to be on the uh, on the on the road course again next year, but you know said hey they'll look at you know what the options are down the road. So there is still the potential of returning to the uh, to the oval, especially if this uh, this next gen car works well on this type of track. Then maybe it makes sense to move this to the oval and you take a road course off the, the circuit. If Chicago is a successful event next year. Is there another street course race you could do? Is there another road course race you could add somewhere else or returning to Road America on the schedule at some point? So there's all sorts of different options that NASCAR could do down the road. And, and certainly NASCAR is not done with, you know, making some changes to the schedule and looking at doing things in different ways than they've done before. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Great information. Dustin, always great catching up with you. Uh, continue to enjoy, uh, enjoy the weekend there at Indianapolis, and, and we'll be tuning in later Thanks, on today. Buddy. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend. You too, you too. Dustin Long again from NBC. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.